huge problem in that they base they base a lot of their balancing on whether you're on mouse and keyboard or controller, not necessarily console. And so, mm -hmm. you know, like, why would I want to handicap myself, you know, against mouse and keyboard players? But yeah, I mean, if, for, so uh, crossplay is finally coming. That means, I mean, I'm not playing Destiny at the moment, but maybe if I play again, we can play actually play together because we're both on PC. Right. Yep. Yep. But that's a different podcast. This one we're talking about Dresden. So, mm -hmm. yeah, let's, let's try to stay on topic this time. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I right. make no promises. <laughs> Never. Um, we're going with this uh, weird intangible topic anyway of more mirror mirror speculation because last time it was kind of fun, and also we're going to shit on some dumb people. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was professionally put. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> I mean, we only made it about halfway through the book series anyway, and some of the, the points we yeah. had were, you know, were just Not like even, one, really. one for a book and whatever. But then we we found this TV tropes thing, which kind of is fueled this other topic that we're trying to bring ourselves around to, which is like bad fan theories. And it's like, look, guys, we, we get it, right? Like everybody wants, you know, that harry thomas love scene right everybody wants some, you know what? whatever well i was just tying it back to the slash fiction thing we were talking about earlier but but like you come out with this premise like that and then you go find justification for it that's not how the books get written <laughs> like like maybe on occasion but i can't imagine that I you mean... know like butcher starts with what if murphy had a kid and then the only justification he can come up with is well obviously time travel you know was involved uh, if there's one thing where Butcher definitely started from, I want this result, it was anvils. Yeah, right. That's, that's a <laughs> okay. good one. How do we get this joke? Conjuritis, that's the thing. Right. It is now. <laughs> or or famously, the, the BDSM scene in, in Death Masks, right? You know, where yeah. it's like ma making that plot relevant and, and having that come around. Like, there are these little things, right? But he didn't just like he didn't just like conjure something along those lines or, you know, like, oh, we've got to come up with a way to neutralize the white court. So asexuality is is the solution. Like, I I got to say, man, I think even the white court is going to get around something like that. You know, I, I, I have belief in supernatural sex vampires. Right. For, to I overcome mean, something like that. As a point to explore of how white court affects asexuality, maybe that would be something to discuss. But Dresden is not asexual. Right. He is overly sexual most of the time. I don't think that's going to work for him. Well, not to mention the fact that, like, mechanically, Dresden hasn't come up with an original idea in his life as far as <laughs> potions and magical theory. So he's going to have to go to Bob. And Bob, Bob is not going to do fucking, that. He's like, feed me to Mab. Put me on the fucking Thanksgiving dinner table before I help you with a potion like that. Like, yeah. I will <laughs> literally dissolve. You know, I... <laughs> It's just like, no. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, so, um, what do we think Bob will be like in Mirror Mirror and ignoring this uh, weird TV tropes bullshit? Um, I mean, I think there's a good, I think there's a good chance that he has been unlocked, right? You know, if you go back unlocked, to Unlocked, but whole, maybe not with a half child running around? Well, yeah, like, yeah, he, I think... I think he'll be evil Bob, right? And just that'll be what he is, you know, potentially. Um, it kind of depends on how the Dark Hallow gets gets used, right? So, mm -hmm. and, and if it, I, presumably it still happens because these guys have been preparing for some time before Deadbeat, right? So, like, that's right. one of those things where it's like, I think a lot of these things would be continuing on regardless of what Dresden did unless he managed to somehow burn down Chicago in the intervening years, right? You know, like... Well, technically it's possible. So the trigger of why the Dark Hollow was about to happen right then was because they had found the book in storage or something. Like they had that, uh, what Boney Tony had done right. and he was moving everything. And so like, they found it in an old locker somewhere right. a whole, with a bunch of like uh, Nazi memorabilia or something. And oh, now this is when, why everything's happening right now. So if for some reason that storage facility wasn't opened and sold, then maybe it never happens. Or if, yeah, if Dresden accidentally knocks off Boney Tony, mm -hmm. you know, in the, in the meantime. So 
Yeah. Unless there was someone that was going around making sure that this contraband was being found and then sold and then stirring shit up, which is very possible with the uh, cow-like people that are running around in the background, but we haven't seen that. Did we just lose people? I had just to plug in my headset, so... <laughs> Alrighty. Easy's not been here since so we I started. Didn't... I don't know. I don't know where he ran off to. <laughs> right. I'm a professional, so I didn't charge it last night, apparently. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there could be things that are happening in the background to make sure that it continues in these forms, like to try to make Dark Hollow whatnot. But uh, we can assume that at least it'll be attempted just because it'll be fun and to see if maybe Harry went through the Dark Hollow instead of making it not happen. Right. Well, and, and I mean, even so Dark Hollow is like um, order of events, right? If you, if you look at causality, like he's going to get access to a coin, what, two books mm -hmm. before he gets access to the Dark Hollow potentially. So, you know, so does he just take up the coin because he's like, hmm, delicious power or... Does he resist it for some other reason? Because even alternate Harry knows that it's going to subvert his will in new and interesting ways, because I'm assuming his will has been subverted anyway, at least a little bit. You know? um, yeah. And then does he just get both power-ups and then like, how the hell is our Dresden going to deal with that? <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I guess even with, you know, an angel and the dark hallow, is he really going to be able to tank a Titan, right? So it still might be a little bit of a step down for a villain, but I think there's good math to suggest that he is going to have multiple major power-ups like this because, you know, if if every book is escalating, if we're always making Dresden stretch himself, you know, then we, mm -hmm. the next thing he needs to fight is even more dangerous. And it's the most dangerous game. I got to work that in there because he's hunting himself. So... <laughs> the mostest dangerous... Yes, right. I just, I just feel I can't help but feel like that the Dark Hollow is too much of a power up, even for this Ultra Hero. It's like I don't know if it would be as powerful, but the way it's described, you're like you you're you're like how strong are you? Stronger than map? Well, you were you were a little G, right? So you you would be some kind of demigod, and you would have been able to tank the White Council, like the whole thing. Um, yeah. You That's know, so insanely powerful. Yeah, might might have been. I, I would I would suggest at least an inconvenience for you know for Mab, but yeah, even Mab was uncomfortable knowing that Kemlerites were running around. Right. Like it's it's probably one of those situations where like you might not have been able to kill her, but you certainly would have put the hurt on that maybe somebody else would have gotten the idea to finish her off. Right. Like you mm -hmm. don't have to win so much as be a huge inconvenience, you know, for, for an immortal type, right? So if they set her back like a hundred years or something along those lines, they still lost objectively, but she didn't win either, right? You know, it's it's kind of like having her fight archangels or whatever. It's like, first of all, why would they, you know, to, to get into that argument? But if we're talking power level, like, you know, um, you know, it's just, it's... Yeah, it, it, it's not going to be a draw. It's not going to be a clear winner because, you know, you're still going to be able to do enough damage in the, in the intervening time, so. Hmm. It'd be interesting to wonder, like, would Harry really even be, be involved in the same way with the Dark Hollow because he was pushed into it by Mavra? I mean, maybe if Mavra right. was, if he's connected to Bianca Redcourt, then Mavra was already a friend of Bianca's. Maybe maybe it happens very similar, but he just doesn't have quite as much of a throwdown with her at the end. Um, yeah. I was going to say she she wouldn't co coerce him theoretically. I mean, maybe because evil, but at the same time, like it, instead of it being like coerced into doing an errand for the bad guy, it's literally a fetch quest for him. Where yeah. it's like, you we're on the same team on the same side please go retrieve the book and bring it to me and he's like done done i had to kill a couple of necromancers on the way that's not a problem is it <laughs> you know so yeah so the one thing that they made a point of, of like with the whole necromancer and everything because mavra and the black court are dead 
that's bad for them because then they become puppets. But how would that interact with the red court? I don't think it would. Yeah. So Bianca and people wouldn't have as much to fear as Mavra does. So that they wouldn't have maybe they wouldn't even care. I mean, they're just they're okay. they're creatures. You know, they're flesh and blood still. Don't they still? Do they still respond to faith, or was that only black court? Like no, they. Red Court, mm. and re uh, the response to Simple of Faith, uh, remember in book... Like the Pentacle. Yeah, the Pentacle with Bianca, like the first time they meet. Yeah, right. It's okay. not as strong, but it'll still... I mean, because his Pentacle and Faith stuff works loosely on a lot of dark creatures. The Black Court's the one that it really hits. Right. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, he had the Sunlight Hanky, which was worse on Bianca than... Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, it probably would it would be on the black court too, right? Yeah, but the the red court was more like demonic than you know undead or anything like that, right? So, well, yeah, I mean, they were more like beast monsters, and I mean, honestly, I would describe the black court as more de demonic than of the two, just because they're the undead ones. But that's a you know that's a terminology quibble. Yeah, it it depends on probably the the background perspective too because i'm thinking i'm thinking dnd terms i admit so you know like Spice. undead is is a different creature than you know mm -hmm. well even here there's a difference between demon and you know like hell spawn even in this universe right i mean they're still well, and we also have the problem with dresden's uh understanding evolves over time right because even the outsiders were demons at one point so for him he uses more like our our usual world definition, which is like, think of, uh, you know, think of Asian cultures, right? Demons and undead are probably the same in a lot of, a lot of places like talking. I'm going to invoke this just to annoy EG, but talking about the Jade court and the hopping vampires and shit like that, like they're demons, but they're probably undead, you know, at the same time. So. Well, I think know. the only distinction he had was he thought he who walks behind was a demon, not an outsider. And then he got that bit of information from um, Lash. I think I think even up through like Deadbeat, though, like when he's describing the outsiders attacking the White Council and the Wardens, like he still described them as as demons, like in the same breath. But well, I, I mean, they because they make the even in that book they make the distinction. They call them demons and outsiders, and that's when we yes. get the first real description of that outsiders are different. Out, you know, they're from the foot soldiers, the old ones, that type of nonsense. Right. Yeah. And I forget which book it is, but there's it, oh shit. It might even be deadbeat. Cause I can't remember the source, but like he talks about, you know, outsiders come from the never, never somewhere, but it's so far from where we right. are in the never, never. Right. But again, I, I feel like that's just how Harry understands it rather than. Right. Well, until he's, you know, face he's face with the gates. <laughs> yeah. At this point, he still yeah. think the gates are just a metaphor basically. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like they're real. So, yeah. I mean, you know, an outsider is a demon in all intents and purposes. Even in the next book, when he's talking with Michael, you know, fangs, tentacles seem pretty standard fare. And, and you know, but his sword was really the only thing that could do anything to them, as opposed to the council's magic. Yeah, it so. just can. It takes a lot more bang for your buck, right, to get anything to stick to them. Right, so I mean, you know, they're a demon in every sense of they're this incomprehensible <laughs> monster. That's just they're that times a billion when right. from the outside. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to like if if your definition of demon is evil spirit, then that kind of covers a huge umbrella term, you know, which is where I think like a lot of Eastern culture, at least my understanding, is like where that breaks down. Right? It's like any so there's everything's a spirit, but there's good spirits and there's demons, <laughs> you know, like. One of them is semi-benevolent and maybe a little bit mischievous, and the other one wants to eat your face. So don't sit still too long, you know. So well, when he has that conversation with the uh, Ulshavaris, you know, we get some more on that spirit angle about him, you know, her accusing him of being a what was it a buckhor or something, mm -hmm. uh, Hogan. But you know, the spirit callers, right? So in Death Masks. Um, normal Harry picks up the coin to stop uh, the baby from having touched it because that would have been horrible. But 
he had been uh, offered it by Nicodemus in the middle when he was like being held hostage underwater and mildly tortured and everything by breakfast. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the alternative Harry would have just taken it then, taken like the the offer of power, or do you think he would still have done the thing of trying to save a kid and then take a flash? I mean, really though, it 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 goes back further than that, right? What, would he have even been in that situation in the first place? Um, and now I kind of want to think about like what what did the prophecy say specifically? Because would the prophecy itself have been different if Harry had made some of these choices and he was swinging for the other team, so to speak? You know. Also, so. a good point. Well, that's the thing. I mean, the way it breaks down because everything from this split is the end of grave peril. So, essentially, I think a fair amount of book four is going to remain unchanged, except that his um, feelings towards the council and everything is probably going to be worse because at least as far as I see it, he's going to lose Susan in one way or another in a more permanent, um, impactful way than he did in the prime universe. And then it's a matter of whether he... If he actually had it up with the Red Court, then yeah, it's going to be a vastly different experience. But if it's just a matter of he decides to sacrifice her and she goes Red Court and he's still left in the aftermath because the war is going to start either way anyway. So in this instance, he's going to get the double hit of the war starting despite him still giving her up and having given her up. So that's going to drive a further wedge. And the very next power offer he gets is from Mab. So he could just as easily... Um, getting deep with the fairies, theoretically, right then and there. I don't know that... I don't think we're going to see Winter Night versus Winter Night. That doesn't make much sense. Right. But, so, it uh, you know, by the time Book 5 rolls around, he could be in a very bad state. But I think the prophecy in and of itself was still impacting him. Because that was the whole reason the Knights were invo- trying to get him out, was because he was specifically mentioned as his life was on the line. Right. Which I don't think remains really unchanged. I mean, they're still going to, no matter what, unless he was a Red Court vampire at that point, in which case, you know, I doubt he's really hanging out with Michael. He might still have been contacted by um, Cassius in disguise to find the Shroud, just like a normal thing, because that wasn't uh, anything that could have been changed well, that's the thing. It depends entirely. I mean, because th- he was contacted by Cassius under the disguise, under the predication that Harry's still, you know, an investigator at this point. Mm-hmm. So if he's a Red Court noble for all intents and purposes, I don't think he's really doing that anymore. Well, and how early did Nicodemus understand that Harry was Margaret's kid? Because that's what he was taunting him with. Because did I mean, he, he knew, know that? He knew him then, so it's probably been for years. So. It could have been I mean, go find this person and get this person to investigate and get him involved to be able to offer him a coin and get him entangled in it. Wouldn't be surprising. Yeah. Uh, it was fitting that you mentioned Ulsharavas earlier because that was this book, right? And because she, it, whatever, Cabbage Patch doll, told him <laughs> what the prophecy was, right? So looked it up. The Wikipedia is good sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, should you seek the shroud, Harry Dresden, you will most assuredly perish. That's what he got from the Denarians. They left it, or well, and also what the the messenger told the knights. The the part they left out was, if you do not, they all die. Right. Which I feel like is kind of important because I feel like maybe that's a good a good thing to understand going into mirror mirror is that maybe that's why the swords are out there now. You know, because one time we had all three knights in one place and they died. That was catastrophic. You know, yeah, no, that's I mean, because that's the part that Nicodemus waylays from them, them yeah. getting, which is why Harry's the only one who gets it, and why they're only focused on getting rid of him. Although, even if they'd heard that part, they still would, you know, they're knights; they still would have had yeah. it up and done what they were going to do. Right. But yeah, it makes sense. I mean, even because the plague itself was a mini plague by oh. comparison. So even if it kills a few hundred thousand people in Chicago, it's a big event. But the more important thing is that it would probably get rid of all three of them more or less yeah sorry they broke it up onto a second line as well uh so there's another sentence which is and this city with them so that's also kind of important 
Right. Because that's what so, that's what they were doing is they were right. I think they were doing it in the airport. Right. They were kicking off the plague mm-hmm. and it was going to and that would obviously have spread it out to other places because airport. Right. But they were doing 12 monkeys. Basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Chicago was the epicenter, though. So it would have had a bigger a, a comparable, maybe not immediately, but a comparable event to the Titan still in the center of their city. Sure. I imagine the plague is going to take a little bit more time to level Chicago than. You right. Know, the Titan but it's also going to the street. The reach is going to be greater. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you do that. You theoretically kill all the knights. Even if one of them gets away lucky, that guy's not going to be in such a good spot. And um, yeah. So. Well, and you think about it. I mean, Michael and Shiro have been doing this for a long time, but Sonya is very much the rookie still. You yeah. Know, so Sonya's probably not making it. If if there is some kind of big fight, Shiro was ready to go anyway. And so if you leave Michael by himself, like maybe this is his heroic last stand or something. You know? Right. But, well, I mean, Shiro, what, he had cancer too. So even if he survived, he wasn't going to be around long anyway. Well, Michael was already thinking that he should have retired in grave peril. (laughs) And then when he got Amarakis back, he's like, okay, this is a sign I need to continue. I hear you, but. um, Great, great line. Can't help but wonder, or I mean, I get, I think I get the in-universe explanation that that kind of Shiro took Harry's place and then Shiro died for Harry. But I mean, if the prophecy is a prophecy, then either Harry dies or they all die, and Harry didn't die, and they all didn't die. Well, I don't care that Shiro kind of took his place in a way. In like that prophecy, supposedly should have prophesized these events already. This is a question of prophecy of versus free will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like if yeah. this is Nicodemus Gambit, like we're either going to kill this person or everyone else in Chicago. And then Shiro is like, what about me? It's like, yeah, change the plans. Here we go. Right. Yeah. Prophecy is always touchy like that. Right. It's always hard to write something, you know, great like in that regard, because it's like, you know, you either know it and there's predetermination or you don't. And then there's not prophecy, right? Like how, how does that supposed to work? But so probably the easiest way is self-fulfilling. Yeah, right. Prophecies here is really more, you know, best guess, I guess. Like, but not really actual prophecy. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's the same of the archive was essentially an oracle way back in the day because based on its knowledge, it could more or less predict how things are likely to turn out. And I, I that's probably the same with the, I mean, unless you are actually someone like Rashid who's poking his head through time and looking at things. And even then, based on what you then do with that information, the river shifts. That was the whole point of what he does with his um, his foresight. Yeah, it's I mean, just... The river there is shifts, this... but it's like dropping a boulder in the river. The river is going to flow around it. I mean, one of one of our commenters talking about Vateron talking about the law of conservation of history, right? So... Like it's it's dangerous maybe because the river shifts, but the more likely outcome for that sort of thing is like, um, you know, like the river overflows its banks in that section before resuming its normal course. Like bad things happen, destruction happens, but it's generally going to continue on as though as it has been, you know, or something. Yeah, well, theoretically, you only need the shift for that one moment anyway. So as soon as the boulder drops in, that's all that matters because that's the point you're trying to change. And then after that, everything continues the way it should have, quote unquote. Right. It's ineffable, guys. It's the ineffable plane. So, yeah. Got to get good good omens in there somewhere. So That's your problem, not mine. <laughs> I know I'm the reference guy, so I got to make a reference every 35 seconds or I'm not doing my job, so. I just assumed you'd be like a collapsing neutron star unto yourself and explode. Well, maybe. That would be fun. We could try. Yeah, go right? I, go for science. So You're far enough away from me that I don't think it'll impact me. Um, you might be mistaken about that. Like, you might not think it'll impact you, but... <laughs> I said probably. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> that sounds well, like a world-ending event. Who's taking notes? Andres, you're the furthest away. You take notes. 
That way you'll be able to and, and mess with impact. Well, we're recording this for posterity, so somebody will know. Not to 50. This is clearly beyond 50, so just so we're clear. Deathmask. I still don't get it. I <laughs> Just to bring it back on, I had, I had that's, I guess, I just don't like prophecies and stories in general because either it's like, especially in Dresden, where it's very clear there is free will, so this shit changes all the time. So there's not, yeah, that's that's kind of the found, found, founding principle of like mortals, right? Is that they have free will at the same not time. If you're talking, say, uh, time travel, is it really when you know that you have to go do these things to? To make the loop act and the events of causality actually happen, I, knowing that I we're going to have a time travel book at least. No, I I don't think that's how it's going to get handled. Just to quibble on that a little bit, he's not going back in time with a checklist of I need to do the following things. He's gonna he he's gonna bumble into those things. Like Butcher has a checklist. Don't get me wrong, but I think Dresden's going to be so. Like for example, right? So we got proven guilty. Who's driving the van, right, or whatever, mm -hmm. or who who's driving the car? I think the likely situation there, if it turns out to be time traveling, Dresden was the driver, and there's a whole fuck ton of if and a whole lot of grain of salt here, right? If he bumps into himself. That's, I mean, you could argue fate, but happenstance that he's running from whatever he's running from in, you know, in the current book, and he just happens to bump into himself. Like, that's the kind of causality I think we're going to be dealing with, right? Dresden is not, when, even when he's got a plan, when does he got a plan, right? So you're telling me that he goes back in time like the fucking Avengers and be like, be back in 35 seconds or the universe implodes or Dresden finds himself back in time and be like, oh man, I'm the butterfly. I really need to try not to get stepped on or change well, He anything. needs to do the As things he that he's already elbows. done to get him into the place where he is going to be. Like he needs he to hit himself with the car so that everything else can happen, and then he can go fix Little Chicago. Well, yeah, it's very back to the future version of time travel. That's what I'm saying, right? And I think I think where he's going to actively change something is again, if big capital fifty foot tall, if if he's the guy who fixed Little Chicago, that's one that he'll be like, oh shit, I. You know, he'll be like, oh, look, it's my old lab. Oh, look, it's little Chicago. Oh, shit. There's the mistake that I made, you know, and, and fix it there. Or even how didn't I see it back then? Oh, such a noob. Yeah. Or he takes Bob with him because somebody's got to keep him <laughs> straight. You know, well, Bob will be there. So. Bob's going to be in the basement. But maybe not the whole time because he yeah. did have Bob with him at the hotel as well. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. So he yeah. could have... Well, yeah, it's either one of two Bob. things. Either Harry's the one who goes back and does this and Bob, he has the conversation with Bob from the future or, and just like tells him not to tell himself. Or it's while he's out and that still leaves it open for either he's going to do it or it was actually somebody else like Rashid or... Right. Whatever, Vaterong or Mav. his mom, or you know, I'm just kidding, but you know. or yeah, so I mean, I always thought Rashid made the most sense just because he's the one that kicks off events in this book, but other than that, it would, I don't, you know, it's not Leah because she's a popsicle, it's not Mab, probably. It could have been Mab on, on Leah's, yes, behalf. on her behest, but it, right, it's it's tougher when she's when her presence is very clearly occupied elsewhere. Now, yeah. I could sort of see the angle because she wants him involved too in order to go to Arctis Tour and all this crap. So there's still an avenue for it to have been her. It's just, you know, I don't know. It's a lot of mad for a lot of things, which is not improbable. It's just, it gets a little boring after a while. Maybe Map goes time traveling with him. Yeah, no, that would be super. It would. <laughs> I'd enjoy that. I think past Mab would be more annoyed at seeing future Mab than anything Harry does. And vice versa. I want to see two Mabs snark at each other. Jeez. Oh, it would just be like arguing with a mirror. There'd be no point. I don't I don't think they would argue. I think there they would be the buddy cop movie we all need where it's like, you know, they're both professionals. They're both logical. They'd be like, hello, fellow Mab. You know, like, oh, it's bad cop and bad cop. Let's go. Yeah. 
right? Oh, I see Dresden's <laughs> fucking up your universe too. That's a shock, you know? I, I feel like the consequences of two Mabs on the physical environment of the Earth is not going to make it feasible. Right. Because one, that throws out the immediate imbalance of winter and summer. Then they True. can talk to each other through the portal, which is not the cloud gate now, damn it. But it should have been. So. No, it shouldn't have been just because people wanted it to be, and I'm glad it wasn't. Yeah, that Whatever what people want will not happen. So. It was at least made plot relevant. And it was yeah. because of because uh, Anish Kapoor made it, and everybody hates that guy. I didn't know that, but okay. Apparently. I Apparently, I now also hate this person. I've only read so much into it, but he's the guy who designed it and does other stupid things, and nobody likes him. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to put a Firefly quote in here, but, you know, so... In my what, you you make a reference referencing yeah. that you would have made a reference counts as a reference. reference. I, I hate to break it. Yeah, just saying. So it's Jamestown. Maybe you guys, not you guys, because you guys don't get anything. But no, it's because some of us haven't bothered to watch Firefly because there's no point because it ended. But it's still greatness. Well, so I'll get to it one day. It's only like thirteen episodes. I'll probably find it. What do you think? This is some kind of science fiction, honey. We live on a spaceship. Like, gee, I wonder what that's <laughs> referencing. Yeah. Put, the quote, put the quote up. What about put it? Quote up. Put the huh? shopping list quote up. It's hilarious. So, is it? <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, yeah, death mess. I mean, is there anything left to cover? So, you know, thank you. So, mm -hmm. You're welcome, Andrew. I also like this one. Just because you. I, I've been watching a lot of Doctor Who. We finally caught up on Capaldi and we're into to Jody Whitaker's run now. But yeah, so lots of Doctor Who lately. But I've tried getting into that with the new era with the the first one where he, like the leather clad one and so I'm bored. I think so. Yeah, get get to the end of that. In my opinion, at the end was good. And then yeah. Because Tenet's next, right? So you gotta, and and I can give you a short list if you want to invest like movie length of time instead of like twenty episodes length of time. So. Uh, a friend of mine made uh, we watched Day of the Doctor together because she was no. like, you have to get into this or something. And I was no. like, this will get you into it. And I was like, no, no, you didn't have the context to get it. I can give right. you, I can give you bubble episodes that are fantastic standalone things, but like Day of the Doctor, you're missing a lot of context. It's fantastic, but I wouldn't start people there, like unless you just wanted to sell the actiony bits, which are really not what Doctor Who is. So, but anyway, yeah, sure, I can, I can check like if you recommend a couple of episodes that are, just send it to me on Discord later. Right. Um. Death masks. Anything else to cover? Because after that was blood rights, and Harry's totally starring in a por porno because it's the alternate universe Harry, right? So, just kidding. But <laughs> well, that again is gonna. It really depends on how big the changes are. Because assuming things follow along, but if they don't, then he's not even gonna be around for the black court stuff to be blackmailed right. for it later. Right. Yeah. So Mavra's there killing people. Who cares? He, she, maybe. Maybe he cares a little bit and he tries to run her away, but it's it probably didn't happen. Maybe he partners up with her because he's a red cord vampire and it's a lucrative deal. Well, there's like there's like three major plot points, kind of, or four even if you count what Cal and Kamori are doing off screen, that you kind of see the aftermath in the because beginning. Right? Yeah, and so like you know, so he doesn't get mouse. Does Lord Wraith knock off Thomas? Does Lord Wraith stay in power? Because well, does Harry even find out that Thomas is his brother now? Right. right. That's like, one of the things that I was thinking of Death Mask because <laughs> Nicodemus said uh, 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 little Maggie's youngest, and then that was the first real clue that he had. Like, wait, there's another one? How am I the youngest when I thought I was the only child? And um, then if he finds out of Thomas in the next book. But if maybe Nicodemus just told him in Death Masks, then the whole setup of blood rights and Thomas's part of it is different. Maybe it happens more or less the same way, but they don't have the weird, crazy reveal in the middle. Because if Harry is still going to be like, this is my brother and this person I protect, then it's still like Lord Wraith needs to stop trying to kill him. But the whole like subterfuge getting into the porn thing, maybe that, that whole doesn't happen. 
or it does, and uh, they use Bianca's women instead. Yeah, right, because some of them would still be alive, and yeah, the varsity doesn't burn down, presumably, or whatever, right? Or did that happen before? I don't remember, but... Um, yeah, the fire happens, because he burns it down, and then... There's two fires in that book. There's the pyro flag he does at the party, and then there's another one at the end when he's, like, everyone. Right. So you could probably, she probably could, you know, salvage whatever's left after the first initial one. Right. And then after that... Yeah, I just like it. The the threads that would continue on mostly unaltered, right, would be again potentially Cowl and Kamori, depend plus or minus if if the the play with the food dogs was an escalation on what happened at the party, because presumably a lot of their goals would have been achieved from the party. Um, so like that's kind of the question mark, if any, in my opinion. And then Lord Wraith is almost certainly gonna try and knock off Thomas anyway no matter what because it's about it's about murder o'clock you know it's like well mm -hmm. he's he's my only male heir so he's either going to survive me or he's not <laughs> you know so. well there's also the question of <clears throat> if harry's actually a vampire at this point does he count towards the blood right curse because he's not human anymore he's and does that make thomas the only obstacle He's still I don't know. got his blood in him. I well, that's the thing. I don't know. I mean, that's I, that's as much of a uh, philosophical question as anything. Is are you still you if you're now a fucking red cord vampire? But right. and and the only reason why it's even an argument is because white court it's it's done to them, right? Like there's an other entity in your body, right? You're born but, with but it, but their blood is different. Specifically, their blood is a lighter pink. You know. Right. When well, presumably that's from. I mean, because you're born with this. It's in you. It, you know, it's like having a tumor at birth. That's just right. what it is. It's part of you. The other I, two happen to you. They're a transformation. Okay. I, no, I like where this is going though. So I'm going to say Harry's blood still counts for the curse, because I like the idea that Harry still bumps off Lord Wraith, but mostly in self-defense, right? In a, in a way, right? Where it's like. Harry finds out all of this shit because Lord Wraith finds out that there was two of them, you know, from Thomas. Maybe Thomas is, you know, like gives it up while he's being killed or who who knows? There's a hundred ways that could happen. But then he goes knew. after Harry and Harry just does what Harry does and he, he fights the villain. You know, he fights the monster. But I mean, um, Lord Wraith and Lara already had all the information as to who Harry's mother was. Because did they know that Harry was the kid? I don't remember that. Because um, after having a conversation about family, the, towards the end, when Laura was asking in Blood Rights, why are you helping him? And he says, do you know who his mother was? Do you know who my mother was? And Laura just put the names together. Oh, yeah, they're the same person. Obviously, this makes sense. So right. they had files because they're technically at war. They already knew who Harry's mother was. So Lord Wraith would have known that as long as he wasn't a complete moron, which is possible i feel i feel like it comes up in his monologue though is what i'm saying like you know he's like i was gonna have to deal with you anyway but now blah 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 like well yeah but i think that's confirmation that he knew one day he would have because the whole part the whole part reason he's making his move now is he sort of figured out what the curse was and that's mm -hmm. why he's making his move it's not that he didn't know harry was margaret's kid it's that there was no reason to care about that until he's piece together what she did to him. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And also he can't be seen acting. So he's always doing things the long way. Right. I also got to interject just for the previous conversation that this now resurrects some weirdness in that, like, what's the relationship between Harry and Mara? I'm just saying, you know, so... Uh, nothing. <laughs> I know. I know. Yes, technically nothing. But you know. Yeah. Just, there's got to be getting a married to. I mean, they're, they're, they're not. Even, they're not even step anything because there's nothing there. What are you doing, step wizard? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to say it, but it's gotta happen. So. Some white court vampires oh. are always trying to ice it uphill. Thank you. See, perfect segue. <laughs> <for your> coat, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I can't believe you did that. I can. You can. I'm actually, I'm actually kind of happy you did. 
Yeah, it was good. <laughs> it was the right form of degeneracy, and it didn't have to come from me. <laughs> what, what, what's the? Oh, I said one. What's the meme? It's oh, I can't believe you've done this. Oh, is it? It's yeah. anyone yeah, well, know that's that? Pretty meme? much it. Yeah, I can't believe you've done this. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Damn. I didn't have a. How do we move on now? So we didn't get a spit take. So. Uh yeah okay blood rights nothing interesting happens he totally doesn't summon a demon and you know well that's the other thing he probably doesn't have to worry about meeting you know fucking he walks behind in this instance necessarily again right I mean that only led to so much because it's just oh that thing's still out there but right. theoretically at this point he's got a Depending on again what his status is, if he's deep in the red court, he's probably knows about more about outsiders and everything because they're allies with them. And that's how we got canceled. This has been the final episode of the Dresden Files. <laughs> it's been a good run, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it had to end sometime. We've got to go out on a bang, just like Harry Dresden. So there you go. This shit just writes itself. You did, did you it that? again. Like it just. Yeah, just comes right out. <laughs> um, okay, so that leaves us with Deadbeat, which we've talked a lot. Like, you might even say we yeah. beat it to death. Um, oh, my God. I can't <laughs> stop now. It's just we're in that space. So Listen, this is taking over references, and I'm kind is, of happy for the, for the first change. Yeah. yeah. Is your wife is your wife pregnant again, Justin? I feel like the dad jokes are like it's getting She's turned up here. This morning, so maybe we should get her tested. <laughs> so oh, God. I was like, I I don't see how that's possible, but now that you both said it, yeah, like, and he's yes. on the other side of the world, and even he can see why the kids love Cinnamon's Toast Crunch. So we better These things come in threes, so if one of your kids asks, then you know. <laughs> right? Am I gonna have a little brother? Shit. You're in the other one. Oh no, the other one. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the baby suddenly has said his first entire sentence, and it's no. You're going to have a little sibling because we don't uh, appreciate gender constructs in this household, child. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still old school a little bit, so it's it's okay that my kids are gay boys have a penis, girls have a not. vagina. Yes. <laughs> All right, so proven guilty was where it kind of got weird, right? We we talked about it a little bit. The director yeah. likes to talk about wounded and broken Molly, right? But we talked about, like, you know, what? That's her thing? That's, like, that's... Anyway. Um, <laughs> Proven but, Guilty is a very interesting book because there's a whole bunch of shit happening that we don't really get to understand for a really, really long time. And also the really weird... Yeah. And the what's going to happen to Molly was a big question considering she was also mentioned obliquely in grave peril when Leah says like you can uh, trade your firstborn child to me she seems interesting and Michael almost throttled her right but. that was just a generic offer would this also be one of the time travel moments not that that's mirror mirror for the people who think that's a time travel book but no it's not and people need to stop <laughs> that they need to understand the difference between time travel and alternate dimensions yeah just, but that's like the the TV tropes page. It's like this is the time travel book. No, no, it's not. Yeah, this is. Yeah. But would this also be one of the moments where Harry, time travel Harry appears? There's like, isn't there well, like this a, is a the mystery? one it always is proven guilty. Yeah. It's the it's the him because, getting run off the road. It's the little Chicago stuff. It's this is mm -hmm. the main book for it. The main the the disappearing guy in the back who he chases but can't catch. That's. Not Molly or any, like anyone we ever find out. Yeah, there's temporal stuff going on with Orcus Tor, so who knows if he goes there again and sees the actual event? I mean, oh, uh, that would be. Hmm. That would I mean, be he's a winter night, so. Well, by then he's picked up the coin, and he's actually the one that breaks down. That's really coin, weird, isn't so. it? If he is the winter night, and he goes back in time, and he goes to Arctis Tor as still the winter night, and Lloyd Slate's still alive. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not going to be much different than Mirror Mirror because presumably at this point, Mab will have given up on him and picked a new knight. So there's going to be Thomas. two winter knights there. Oh my god, it should be Thomas! How? Okay. Oh shit. Don't, don't. Because now I've got to contemplate what happens to mantles when they cross a dimensional barrier. Like Maybe Harry's just doesn't work. 
Well, they still, well, that's the thing. We or when we the source of that power. <laughs> when we talked to Jim about this and said, "Oh, you work for me in this other reality. Now you're going to work for me here." Uh -huh. So, presumably, yeah. it's okay. Presumably, it crosses. But uh, yeah, then going back to your question, which is there, she can't have two mantles, right? Probably, it's probably going to be something along the likes of like, yeah, you work for me, but the company car is in it's occupado, right? Somebody's driving it. You don't get the mantle, you know, but you still got all the obligations and shit, maybe. So maybe. I, I mean, the night mantle is strong, but as far as mantles go, it's probably one of the quote unquote safer ones as far as pure power goes to have this problem. Right, but I mean, the descriptions that we get for power, even with the mantles and that sort of thing, involves finite spaces and volumes, right? So, you know, the power still's got to come from somewhere, and if Mab gives him a measure of that power a second time, that leaves her a little weaker. I guess technically, Winter still has it, you know, which is part of the problem with Summer Night, was that Winter had lost that power and needed to get it back, but well, it's also a matter of it's not coming from her. It's coming from our map, quote-unquote, still. So, But does it get to leave our universe? And if it does leave our universe, that's also still bad. Like, Well, yeah, it's a, it's a power imbalance either way. It's a power imbalance taking it from here, and then it's another power imbalance throwing it there, which is probably going to cause big problems. On the point of power imbalances, like if... Harry goes back in time, and he is still the Winter Knight, and he's running around during that time period of proven guilty, which is when it was revealed or like pointed out to him that Lloyd Slate was still alive, and that's why Winter is already in balance and has been for years since Summer Night. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't the balance go away, or the imbalance go away? Because like now there is a Winter Knight, and now it's it's active, and so it's it, well, they should have been able to notice that something was that's dependent entirely different. on whether or not she. Because theoretically, this version of Mab has already abandoned the idea of Harry being the Winter Knight. Because that's why no, she's... No, not in Mirror Mirror. I'm talking time travel. Oh. Proven guilty. Well, yeah. Then probably. I mean, for that universe, it'll be in balance for a couple of hours. That, you know. Right. Yeah, Maybe that's I, one I expect we'll, either, we'll either get the answer in Mirror Mirror or it'll, it'll just be a non-issue because he won't bring it up, right? You know, he just won't... Well, yeah, I mean, it works either way. Either... The balance is restored for a little bit, in which case it was chugging right along more or less okay without it for all those years. And two, you know, so either way it works. So either it was plugging right along fine anyway, and or a couple of hours of that day will now have a winter night again. Yeah, and, and I mean, uh, that question, like, aside the metaphysical implications about the power, right, it still comes down to how that power is exercised, right? Because, you know, theoretically, um, you know, the mantles had always existed during those imbalanced times. They just weren't being exerted, right? Mm -hmm. So he's probably not going to stop in and pick up a bulletin board for Mab and just be like, oh, I'm the Winter Knight, so I'm still on the clock, so I'm going to do all this shit, right? He's, Lloyd Slate is locked up. He is still not exerting power as the Winter Knight. Neither of them are. So the fact that there's twice as much people not doing anything with the mantle shouldn't change anything. Well, he's so, also probably going to be very um, desirous to be restrained with any power he uses so as not to fuck up the whole timeline. Right. So you think the mantle is going to restrain itself to make sure that they don't... No, I think Harry's going to clamp down even harder on whatever he does because yeah. but shit's he, already happening. It has to keep happening a certain way. He can't um, not have the mantle, assuming that his back is still broken. So he has to keep it to be able to move around, unless something healed it. But that hasn't happened yet, and we haven't seen it. So it could be that for the rest of it, he's not able to... Maybe he has to do a, a whole bunch of like mostly vanilla things. Like he can't use his magic in general. He can't use access winter's power in general, but it can help him... Well, I mean, that's the thing. Depending on what he's going back in time for, if it's mostly doing these relatively inane things like running himself off the road and tinkering with little Chicago a little bit. That doesn't require, mm -hmm. you know, shooting an Arctic gale of fire at someone. Not that he won't have to at some point because he's Harry, but to make a reference that the director won't get, it'll be like Iron Man three. 
And maybe what happens is, again, Harry's not going to get, he's not going to figure out time travel. He's not going to get that power, right? So if Vaterung or whoever his sponsor is sends him back in time, maybe they metaphysically like, you know, tie his hands behind his back so that he can't use his power, right? Um, It'll be Rashid, like Vaterung. And yes, right. Of course. So um, some motherfuckers. But anyway, uh, so like, but I, I think that would be a very Dresden-y thing to do, right? Is to have done to him. It's like, yeah, okay, we're going to give you like the healing factor for the mantle because that's just going to affect you, but you're not going to be able to cast any magic or, or whatever, right? So he's literally running around. That'll be the most detective Dresden book yet because he'll literally be a gumshoe because he won't have any other powers, you know? Maybe, no, maybe he just has to wear strength. a pair of manacles, you know? Right. Oh, yeah, so. possible. That would suck. For him. It would work. Yeah. But but it'd be great at the same time, right? So. Mm -hmm. Or maybe that's what we figure out the Crown of Thorns are for, and he's just running around like a literal martyr with oh, his power of strength. <laughs> Fun. Uh... That would get certain people worked, I'm sure. Well, he's going to go into a SplatterCon convention or something, probably, and like, he just just dress up with some weird chains and thorns. <laughs> Maybe by this time he'll have learned to do a decent veil. <laughs> Don't count on it. <laughs> well, it's possible. I mean, he did a halfway passable one in changes. And eh, I guess. But who do you think would be the Winter Knight in the Mirror Mirror universe? Because I I really like the idea of it being Thomas. Because that's what Mab threatened. Right. I mean, Thomas is good. Marcone's good. Because depending on how the Red Court influence still is in Chicago, whether or not he can keep moving and exceeding his power base will depend on what deals and things he's willing to do. Um, I don't know. I mean, those are the two probably really good ones. I, I don't really see... I don't really see it being Elaine. Mom, I don't really yeah. see it being someone like Billy. So, yeah, but I mean, because the the main question you got to ask yourself about who's going to be the Winter Knight is who's got connections to to the Winter Court already, though. So, yeah, well, at that point, at that point, it's just Molly's. But I mean. Or, or do we see like Ace or one of the one well, of the, that crew from Summer Night? You know, does the knight need to have a connection for the mantle to be given? For it to be passed to a lady, it needs to have a connection, like a, a relationship to one of the fake. But well, no, you just have to be a dude that makes or do that who makes a deal. You don't have to have a pre-established yeah. connection. I guess because you, yeah, you remain mortal. There's nothing. There's no vessel that needs to be prepared here. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's not, not like Mav goes out to the to the classifieds and finds somebody, right? Like, uh, no, she, you know, that's what cross paths. That's what Maeve pretty much did. So, yeah. Well, but, I mean, they found Lloyd Slate, but like, we don't have a history of how that happened. But what I'm saying is, like, you know, like maybe they found him on the street. Fine, I guess, but you know, like came across. So. I mean, yeah, it's probably more convenient that if you already have a deal with them, because Lloyd Slate seems like the kind of type that probably Maeve would have already had her hooks in being a druggie and all this stuff, unless that was just stuff that really got ramped up as being a knight, as seems to be um, told yeah. to us, because Lloyd Slate wasn't always that bad. Right. <clears throat> but in any event, I mean, yeah, there's probably some general connection because they don't just go and go like, aha, you random citizen. Right. Especially yeah, then it's a matter of, yeah, he probably, you know, Thomas is a good mark because of the white gourd stuff and how he feels. And Marcon's the kind of person that would probably seek deals and power. So. I don't think Marcon would accept being someone else's employee. No, but... If he's going to survive. There's only so many options we can go with until we start getting to you, random citizen. The other the other thing um, for another point of reference to try and triangulate in on this is uh, think about who the existing Winter Knights were that Dresden lists off later, right? Or did somebody give him those names? But like you get serial killers and shit like that, right, too. So yeah. I don't know, like thinking about it, 
just for a lack of a better option, I don't really buy that it's going to be any of the, the main characters that we've got so far. It could be. I, I don't feel strongly about Thomas like being the Winter Knight. I, I think people just want him to be more relevant and get a little bit more powered up or something like that. I kind of like the idea like that he gets killed off. Brother Buddy Cop again. Um, Both of them, like two Winter Knights going at it. Yeah, yeah that, I mean, that, that could be fun, but too good for Dresden, right? Um, but I think Ace doing it because he's, he's, he's a, uh, what, Wild Fae spawn of, a, of the Red Cap and whatever. Like, he's the right kind of douchebag that, they would be looking for, I guess is what I'm saying. Like he's he's cool. the right kind that Maeve would have been looking for. If Mab decides to to choose because Lloyd Slate didn't work out because he was trying to betray Winter and all that. And right. uh, that's why Mab decided to take it away from her again and leave it in Lloyd Slate so it wasn't happening. If Mab is choosing, she's not going after someone like Ace when she already has someone like the Red Cap. Plus, I mean, theoretically, things don't really remain unchanged. Maeve is still going to be infected or have been infected in this universe because awesome. that that's the very next book, essentially. And Mab still needs someone to take care of that. So maybe it is Elaine. Maybe she does want a Starborn still. If that's the driving factor. I, I, I don't think it hurt. I think it, was, I think it was a pretty strong factor. I think she really enjoyed saying all those cryptic remarks to Ebenezer and uh, Battleground of like, you think I'm manipulative. Well, so like Elaine has, has charm for a couple of reasons. I mean, A, she's a starborn fine, but she's also a wizard. And I think that was a, a big reason why she, why Mab went after Dresden is because- she was already entangled with the other court. So she's going to be relevant in the same way. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, can, I can like that because- if it like if you look at she Mab tries to treat Dresden like every other night, but she doesn't want Dresden to be every other night, right? She's right. always she's always excited when he defies her, other than like a few of the great quips we got from like you know Ooh. battleground, right? Like, yes, you defy me, and we just skip <laughs> to the part where you say something incomprehensible and then you do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, so she gets her patience tested, but Elaine would absolutely fit a lot of those, you know, a lot of those. And terms, I think, so. like Mab said about Molly, if she is the Winter Knight, it probably keeps her out of reach of the White Council. Mm -hmm. Yep, I like that. So, hmm. alrighty, that's another hour. Best of Mirror, mirror. <laughs> well, now we can do it. Yeah. Make it past proven guilty. Yeah. Now, well, now you know for part two that you wanted topics. This is this yeah. Is now, this is how you stretch out topics. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, we had a lot of random bullshit, but I think we still we still got some good stuff in there. So yeah, it was mostly me. You're welcome. Wait. <laughs> no, no, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Anytime. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, we never figured out a movie for next week, or if we're doing one. Nope. And That's I okay. I'm bad. not going to be here, so I don't care. I was going to say I got some bad news, so I will be out of pocket next week too. So, Ooh. well, fuck. That, yeah, that means y'all are going to have to be. Big <laughs> you guys are stuck with Ben. <laughs> just let him. Just let him pick a movie, grin and bear it, and then uh, you know, y'all can talk about how much you hated the really old color technicolor bullshit or I don't black want to watch another black and white movie do uh what 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 dark city do dark city and then you get the boat you get a good movie that is also in black and white for the most it part isn't in black and white it's the style it's like oh, uh, do uh do it's a wonderful life that's a pretty good movie and it's in black that? and white it's a christmas movie you never want. Uh, never mind. I'm not even going to finish that question. I know the answer to that question. I'm not even going to finish never it. Seen it. Yeah. No, no. I know You've who I'm talking to. This conversation enough times. No, no, no. Just I've never seen it either. Well, you're not American. It makes sense. You've never seen it. American makes sense. I'm sorry. That, that is a valid excuse. Take it and run with European it. European hate. I know where that comes from. It doesn't come from you. It comes because you don't like me. You don't. You don't like not Americans. That's what's up. Well, I mean, no, I just think you're inferior. There's difference. <laughs> I like you fine in the same way I like other pets, but <laughs> wow. Okay. Have you been listening to me? Like that's something I have completely said before. So. 
Yeah, but it's more offensive when I do it. Yeah, true. So true. That's because you say it flat. You got to laugh a little bit at the end, otherwise they think you're serious. So well, that's why I do it. <laughs> Let's watch a fun movie. What's a fun? We watched you a fun movie last a, time. Yeah, I was like, you did it last time, so now you got to do something. That wasn't that fun. Uh, um, excuse me. I don't know. I mean, like I said, it wasn't a perfect movie for me. I, I don't think it's that good. It's We're pretty still talking excuses. about Emperor's New Groove, right? Yeah. yeah. Movie oh, I'm glad I missed that if you actually months. think this movie. I didn't. Good. I was interested in the dark. I don't want to have this argument again. <laughs> I'm really glad I missed this episode. If Andreas's position out of all his bad media positions, our Emperor's New Groove is not actually that good. It was. It's good, but it's not one like doesn't seem like twenty times. I'm probably not going to watch it again. I've seen it three times what? now, and why not? I've well, seen it twenty times in the last year. Right. Um, well, that's okay. a lot. So yeah, it, it is. So flipping the script, what is a fun movie to Andreas? Because that ought to be good for a laugh. So what's well, a fun movie to? Do I even like? Uh... Shouldn't this still be in the while we're not recording part that we're not recording? <laughs> This is good. Should, should we should we end the episode before I get roasted some more? Yeah. <laughs> well, you're going to get roasted either way. It's just a matter of whether there's an audience or not. Yeah. I prefer my humiliation to be private. Behind the scenes really? where everybody still thinks that you're like just, you know, <laughs> the nice European. Uh, All right. Plug plug everything we don't have. <laughs> click on the drive through rpg.net link. Send us money through Patreon. Come participate in the Discord, which is really actually fun, and I'm not just getting paid to say that. So, yeah, because you, 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 you don't get you don't get paid. So, yes, we we will take the money, and then we will have plans for it eventually. But like, we're not like we're not making money doing this. We're just doing it because we're nerds. We like yeah. shiny true rocks. Yeah, but Discord is fun. Come join us there. Two bucks, that'll be good. One my two dollars. 